0: And welcome back to the Michigan Bowling News Podcast. This is podcast number three. Can you hear it? I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring out how to add a little music to this podcast and make it a little more exciting. So today's podcast is going to cover the history of the bowling alleys in the greater Flynn area. Um, This is from my perspective again. So this could be different than someone who's actually older than me. But I'm going to try to go through and list all the bowling alleys that I could remember, give you a little insight onto maybe some of the things that I've seen while I was there, some of the good, some of the bad. And uh, Before I start, I would definitely like to acknowledge Linda Becklick and Bob Becklick for their um, input into this podcast because I was messaging them yesterday and they gave me a lot of insight into some of the things that happened through the years at these bowling alleys so thanks linda thanks bob appreciate the input so here we go Um, i'm going to start with blue jay lanes because it was one that i discussed in my previous podcast blue jay is located on richfield road and for those that don't know it is currently called richfield bowl it is one of the places that i grew up in Um, it's near and dear to me because it is within a stone's throw of my current home in fact, I can see the uh, cell phone tower in the parking lot at Richfield from my house, so I'm fairly close to Richfield Bowl. Um, it's where my high school team bowls out of, and the proprietor there, Mr. Jim Tuber and Sarah Tuber, have been very, very good to me through the years. So uh, it's a place that's near and dear to me. Uh, I can't say anything bad about it. I can only say good things about it. It's been it's been great for our high school program. 48 lanes it's uh they're all new it's kept up great they just put in new carpet this year um they've always been very very supportive there and it's a it's a great hangout for Kersley kids um by the way this list uh, is going to include close to 30 bowling alleys and to this day i think uh, what's left on this list there's only 11 or 12 of them that are still open so i'm going to cover Lots of bowling alleys that uh, aren't even open anymore. But here's uh, number two on my list. I got Bees Bowling. In my last podcast, I told you I thought Bees Bowling opened in 1978, 1979. I've had a few people confirm that with me. Um, Again, without any documentation, I can't verify that, but I'm pretty sure it was 1978 that it was built, possibly opened in 1979. Bees is 24 lanes. Great Bowling Alley also supports uh, High School Bowling, and um, been around for a while. Jim, Sarah Tuber are also the proprietors of that Bowling Alley. They do a lot of fundraising there, so if anybody's interested in doing any fundraising in the greater Flint area, that is definitely the Bowling Alley to go to. Um, Number three on my list is Nightingale Lanes, which um, a little bit of history that I did find out about Nightingale was it was... I can't tell you exactly when it was built, but pin setters, automatic pin setters, were actually installed in 1950 at Nightingale Lanes. I know it originally used to be 12 lanes. They added 6 lanes on to make it 18 lanes, and I I do remember as a kid bowling in Nightingale and they had the the poles in the middle of the lanes somewhere around uh, lanes 11 and 12. The poles were still in there until they added on when they added on the uh, 14 other lanes to make it 32 lanes, which would have been uh, early 80s, maybe 1980 time frame, when they added on the other 14 lanes at Nightingale. Uh, That was also the time I believe that um, Bill Duff was the owner, and it was mid-80s that um, Tim Honaker, who was running the pro shop at Nightingale Lanes, uh, bought Nightingale and took it over, and they did a little remodeling back then, I remember they they took the settees out, uh, poured a bunch of concrete in, so there was a big uh, step that came down to get to the lanes. So the um, settee area was actually up from the lanes. And at that time, they changed the name of the Bowling Alley to Landmark Lanes. So it was known as Landmark Lanes for a while in the 90s, 90 timeframe. Um, I can't remember exactly how many years that was. I want to say it was four or five years. It was Landmark Lanes. And uh, it was 1999, I believe it was 1999, that Jim Tuber ended up purchasing Nightingale Lanes and changing the name back to Nightingale Lanes. It was Landmark, and when he bought it, he changed the name back to Nightingale Lanes. Here's a sobering fact for someone like me who loved hanging out at Nightingale Lanes. Nightingale actually closed on January 1st, 2012. It's already been closed for more than eight years. Hard to believe. Um, next on my list is Panorama Lanes. Panorama Lanes was located on Dort Highway. Um, I bowled there a few times as a kid. Biggest memory of Panorama Lanes was the windows facing Door Highway and the ball returns where the ball used to come back on the top of the lane. They did not have the ball returns that are down in the lane covered that you see nowadays. So when your ball would come back from the pit, you would watch it come all the way back up on the ball return. Um, Those are memories that I have from Panorama Lanes. Uh, Next on my list, East Town Bowl. East Town Bowl is a great bowling alley on Dort Highway. 24 lanes. um, Used to host the uh, Flint Major Classic and the Steve Biscoe League. Uh, Major Classic used to bowl on Tuesday nights. Uh, Steve Biscoe League used to bowl on Saturday mornings. Lots and lots of money in the Steve Biscoe uh, League in jackpots. Um, guys used to walk out of there with thousands of dollars in their pockets. And uh, I was never actually a full team member in the Bisco, but I used to sub in that league almost weekly on Saturday mornings. Um, Easttown was a great place to hang out during the week. Um, lots of great bowlers bowling that bowling alley. Uh, Next on my list, I have Dort Bowl, which um, these are some of my memories from Dort Bowl. As I was working construction when I was in college in the mid-80s, we went into Dort Bowl to uh, try to get some equipment out of the building, and I didn't even know that the bowling alley was there. It was located on Dorton, uh, down by uh, Dorton Lippincott, just uh, south of Atherton Road, and um didn't even realize there was a bowling alley there. went in there and I was like, wow, this place is really nice. It's just uh, been closed up for years. And shortly after that was when um, Landmark Lanes was, um, Nightingale Lanes was turned into Landmark. And the guys that owned Nightingale took over the door bowl. They made it into a bar bowling alley. So they took out some of the lanes, made it in, into a big bar because they used to have Um, Newsmaker, the band, was big at Nightingale Lanes. They moved over to Dort Highway, and I remember going over there to the new Nightingale Lanes, which was the old Dort Bowl, and uh, checking that place out. It was a happening place for a little while. didn't last too long, maybe a year, year and a half at the most, before it closed back up. Um, Dort Bowl is actually a church now where it used to be the bowling alley. Um, Next on my list, Skyway Lanes over on Van Slyke. Skyway closed back in the I'll say late 70s when it closed. Um, One of the facts that I do know about Skyway is that that is where Loretta During used to coach and when it closed Loretta actually ended up at B's which Loretta had a big impact on me in bowling. So um, unfortunately Skyway closed but I do know that Um, The Trevero family bought Skyway Lanes and reopened it, and it was pretty successful for quite a few years under the name Trevero Lanes before it closed. Um, It is now a bingo hall over on Vance Lake, no longer a Bowlin Alley. Um, Next on my list, I have Town & Country Lanes. Town & Country Lanes, located on Miller and I-75. Great bowling Alley. I want to say they had 52 or 56 lanes in there. Big Bowling Alley, always well taken care of. Had a great pro shop in there for a while. Um, Hosted lots of tournaments. It was very convenient to the freeway. It was sold by the corporation that owned it. And with the plans that they were going to tear it down and build a uh, shopping center on the facility because it was prime land being right on uh, I-75 and Miller Road there. And it never happened. The building is still there. Um, it's been closed since 2016, so over four years the alley has been closed. Um, but that was a great alley in Flint for a long time. Um, next on my list, I have Southland Lanes. Southland um, is out on South Saginaw. It was known as Southland Lanes for years. 76 lanes that had 40, I think it's 42 on the front side, 34 on the back side. So it has a front and an annex. And uh, back, I want to say it was at least 15 years ago now, they updated the lanes on the front side at Grand Blanc to Synthetic, and they did not update the lanes on the Annex. So um, it is now known as Grand Blanc Lanes, owned by the Hochsteins, and it's a great bowling alley. The front side is really nice, um, hosts a really good league on Friday nights, and backside now is being kind of converted into more of an entertainment facility where they have uh, the foaling game. Um, They do some bean bags and they uh, they can rent it out for parties and stuff. But um, back in the day, Southland Lanes was a great bowling alley. Hosted lots of the women's classic leagues. Next on my list, I have Galaxy Lanes. Galaxy, I would say, is probably one of the newest bowling alleys in the greater Flint area. Um, I think it actually opened after Bees Bowling, so it would have been early 80s time frame that Galaxy opened. It has 40 lanes, um, great bowling alley, also owned by uh, Ken Hochstein. Um, it is is and has been a great bowling alley for a long time. It's uh, well kept. It's out on Hill Road, Hill and 475 area. It um, hosts MJMA usually. Every year, they host an MJMA. Um, I bowled on a league out there on uh, Monday nights for quite a few years. Great bowling alley. No complaints about it. Next on my list, Rollaway Lanes. Um, This one near and dear to me because of the Green family, uh, Linda, Linda Becklick. It's built by Linda's grandfather, run by the Green family ever since it was built. Which uh, I think it was built in 1946, and uh, Linda gave me a little bit of insight into this. Um, the bowling alley used to be originally was opened as um, an entertainment center, so it had uh, skating, roller skating in the basement, and bowling upstairs. They have 12 lanes there. Uh, they support the Davidson High School bowling team and have since Davidson bowling started. Um, It's a great bowling alley, a great family that runs it. Um, Nothing bad to say about rollaway lanes. Uh, Next on the list, uh, I have Colonial Lanes out in Flushing. Colonial has, don't quote me on it, I think it's 36 lanes in there. Colonial has always been a great bowling alley out in Flushing on Pearson Road, Pearson towards Elms. Um, It is where my wife used to bowl as a kid, and my mother-in-law used to be a coach there. Uh, The Doyle family owns that Bowling Alley, and uh, Jerry Doyle still runs it to this day. And uh, very big supporters of high school bowling, the Flushing Bowling Program. My nephew bowls there. uh, His kids bowl there. It's just a great Bowling Alley out on uh, Flushing Road. or I'm sorry, Pearson Road in Flushing. Um, Next on my list, Fenton Lanes. Fenton Lanes will be a place that I will never, ever forget because I bowled my very first 300 at Fenton Lanes on lane 24, the end pair. They have 24 lanes out there, always been a great bowling alley. Um, it's out there on uh, Tory and Thompson Road in Fenton. Um, been around since probably the mid-80s, because uh, I bowled my first 300 out there in 1990. So I remember it being fairly new at that time. Uh, Next on my list, I have Mavis Lanes, built in 1965. Changed the name to Holly Lanes in 1985 when the Miles family purchased it. And um, it was closed for a few years before Brian Aubachon bought the place. Can't tell you the exact year that Brian bought it. I want to say it was within... The last seven or eight years now that Brian has bought it, and I tell you what, uh, in this day and age, Bowling Alley's closing. Brian has done a fantastic job with Holly Lanes. If you haven't been in the Bowling Alley, you got to go there and check it out. He's really fixed the place up nice. Got all new automatic scores in in the last year. Um, he's redone the lanes. It's got new ceiling, new roof. The bar in there is incredible. Um, kind of Kind of uh, exciting to me to see because Brian actually did the bar exactly the way I did my bar in my own home. And uh, it looks very, very similar to it. And uh, they also had great food there. But uh, kudos to Brian for fixing up Holly Lanes because it, for years, was not a great place to go. But I tell you what, if uh, you want to go see something good that's happening in your area, go check out Holly Lanes. It's out there on Grange Hall Road in Holly. Uh, If you take Holly Road down to Grange Hall, just take a right. It's just down about uh, maybe two miles. Great bowling alley. Great job, Brian. They are a big supporter of high school bowling, especially the Flint Metro Conference. They support uh, Fenton High School, Linden High School, Holly High School, and uh, he has for years. So uh, great job there, Brian. Next on my list, I have Flushing Lanes. Um, Flushing Lanes was smaller Bowlin Alley, Downtown Flushing, I want to say that they had 12 or 14 lanes in Flushing. Changed names, um, was known as Jack's Place for a while, currently closed, but I know that someone's actually uh, interested in trying to buy that and fix it up and reopen it. Um, here's some old names for people that uh, may have bowled with me when I was a kid in the Travel League. These are in Lapeer. They had a bowling alley called The Pits. I want to say that The Pits had 12 lanes right right on M24, just north of town, north of Lapeer. Um, We always used to make fun of it as a kid because we always thought it really was The Pits. And uh, it really wasn't that bad of a bowling alley. Um, they, They tried. They kept it up very nice. I actually bowled in a tournament there. And one of my memories bowling in a tournament there was the guy I was bowling in the tournament with. Uh, he threw a split, and he got mad, and he come back and uh, kicked the ball return. Well, the ball return was solid. It didn't move. In fact, I think the guy broke his foot when he kicked it. And uh, it's one of the memories that I remember from the pits because the ball it was solid. One of the other memories I have from there, Tubby Tubby will laugh if he hears this. We went out there to Bowl Travel League one Sunday morning, and I don't think that we were scheduled to start until maybe 10 a.m., and we thought it was 9 a.m., so we showed up early, early, like 8.30 in the morning. And we didn't bowl till 10, so we were like the only ones there. The the guy that owned the bowling alley opened it up, let us in. He pulled out the oil machine, and he started to oil. And we were sitting around watching, and uh, a cat ran through the bowling alley, ran, scrambled down the lane, was sliding all over the lanes. And we thought to ourselves, oh, my, what are we in for today? but they actually had a pet cat that used to hang out in the pits. And that was actually the name of the bowling alley. Next on my list, uh, Lapeer Lanes. Lapeer Lanes, um, that was located on what used to be, what is that, Davison Road and Lake Nepocene Road out in Lapeer. Um, There's a hockey rink out there right next to where Lapeer Lanes used to be. can't remember the exact year but Lapeer Lanes, I believe, have fire. They had some problems with the roof, the roof leaking that destroyed the lanes. But back in the day when we used to bowl the Travel League, that was a great bowling alley. And one of my memories from the Travel League, there was there was a guy, I believe he was a Davison guy, Kevin Fish, who bowled a 299 at uh, Lapeer Lanes back before people were bowling 300 games. So it was probably mid 80s when Kevin shot the 299. Uh, next on my list I have Gerlach's Bowling Center uh, owned by Dan and Vicki Gerlach. Great bowling alley in Lapeer. Um, used to be 12 lanes. They expanded, added six more lanes, and the way that they expanded the six lanes is they went off the back side of the 12 lanes, and it's a really, really nice setup the way that they have it out there at Gerlach's now. They've since put in Uh, new lanes on the original 12. Um, Nice bowling alley. The Gerlach's a great family. Always been supportive of bowling. They support Lapeer High School. Um, One of the only bowling alleys out in the the Lapeer area now. Uh, Next on my list I have Village Lanes, which I think originally used to be called Village and then was changed to Montrose, maybe Montrose Bowl. Um, That place is no longer in business. Uh, this one is not a Greater Flint Bowling but one that we frequent a lot. It was uh, Capital Bowl in Owasso. Is Capital Bowl in Owasso. Um, I used to love Capital Bowl. We visited there on, uh, there was an MJMA tournament that bowled there in the mid-80s, and always been a nice Bowling And they had a huge fire, probably about 13 or 14 years ago now, they had a fire that, uh, destroyed the entire bowling alley, it was a complete loss, and they rebuilt the bowling alley. So it's all brand new, 24-lane house, very, very nice bowling alley, Capital Bowl in downtown Owasso, right next to the J.C. Penney. Um, the Traca family runs it. They uh, Their bar is awesome in there, they used to have great pizza in there. Um, just a great bowling alley, and the big supporters of high school bowling as well. They've hosted regionals for high school for quite a few years, and they host the um, Owasso High School bowling team as well as Ovid Elsie's high school team. Uh, Next on my list, Lakeville Lanes in Otter Lake. Didn't even know about this bowling alley. This one was brought to my attention from Linda Becklick. Lakeville Lanes was, I believe it was eight lanes maybe is what Linda told me, but she used to support it when she was on the Flint Women's Bowling Association. I didn't even realize that there was a bowling alley in Otter Lake. Um, next on my list, Clio Bowling Arcade. Another great bowling alley, recently been updated. They've got all new synthetic lanes in there, new scores, new carpet, um, owned, family owned, and ran very, very well. Big supporters of high school bowling again. They support the Clio High School team. Um, Great bowling alley, Clio Bowling Arcade, right on uh, M57, just east of I-75. Next on my list, I have Holly Meadows. This is a member of the Greater Flint Youth Association. Holly Meadows is located in KPAC. I did not even know that there was a bowling alley in KPAC until about a year and a half ago when my son-in-law said that he was going to bowl in a tournament out there. And I said, I got to go see this bowling alley. And Holly Meadows is actually a golf course bowling bowling alley. The bowling alley is attached to the pro shop for the golf course. Didn't know what to expect when I walked in. I walked in and uh, wow, what a beautiful bowling alley. 12 brand new lanes. Um, It's just a really nice bowling center. And I asked the owner while I was there watching, wow, where'd you guys get get the idea for this what what inspired you to add the bowling alley onto your pro shop here the golf course and they said well these lanes actually came from baton rouge louisiana from the usbc national tournament uh, we bought them after the uh, usbc tournament was over we had installed them and, and built this just like it was down there in baton rouge um, to me that was very impressive and it's a great bowling alley. Um, they have a great shot out there. There's lots of big scores. They also support high school bowling out there. So uh, kudos to them. Holly Meadows and Capec. Next on my list, River Bend Lanes in Karana. Um, this one is not a member of the Flint Bowling Association, but I listed it because they are actually supporters of high school bowling. In the Flint Metro Conference, they support the Karana High School team. Personally, I, I had never been in Riverbend Lanes until just a few months ago, and I walked into Riverbend, and I said, wow, this place is really nice. I want to say they have 16 lanes, very well kept, nice concourse, beautiful bar, great people that are running it. Um, One of the trivia questions that may come out of Riverbend lanes forever would be, who would be the first guy to shoot three 300s, a 900 series, and then another 300, and then it not be recognized by the USBC. If anyone remembers back in 1993, there was a guy named Troy Ackerman. He shot three 300s in a row, a 900 series, and then in match play shot another 300. He had four 300s in one day. The USBC sanctioned all four 300s, but they did not recognize him for shooting a 900 series because it was bold in a step letter finals format. So the first 300 was in like a qualifying game, and then the next two were in a stepladder. So understandable, but um, it was a very nice bowling alley. In fact, uh, Amari Blonde, who bowled for the Kersey Girls Bowling Team, bowled a 300 game at River Bend Bowl this year, 2020, in high school bowling, and she was one of only two girls in the entire state to shoot 300 this year. So another nice bowling alley. Uh, next on my list, I have Duran Lanes. Don't know much about Duran Lanes, I don't think I've ever been there, but they are uh, a bowling alley that's actually tried to enter the Greater Flint Bowling Association, and uh, I believe that they're still trying to do that. Next on my list, I have Cedar Lanes in Emily City. This is actually a bowling alley that is part of the Greater Flint Bowling Association on the youth side. So any youth that bowl at Cedar Lanes in Emily City are part of the Greater Flint area. Um, Little side note from this note from Linda Becklick was cedar lanes and rollaway lanes used to share parts on their uh, machines for the pin setters for the bowling for the bowling alley so I did not know that thanks Linda for that tidbit. Uh, next on my list I have Mayville lanes um, I did not know this either but Mayville lanes was actually owned by the Gerlachs who originally owned Gerlachs Bowl out in pier. they also owned Mayville. They have sold the bowling alley to Dave Borgating, who Dave used to run the pro shop, still does run the pro shop at Richfield Bowl. He is also the owner of Mayville Lanes. Um, next on my list, one that I missed earlier, Northwest Bowl. Northwest Bowl out on Clio Road in uh, the north side of Flint. One of the probably one of the best bowling alleys in the city of Flint back in the day. Um, lots of Lots of uh, classic bowlers bowling in that bowling alley. Lots of big scores coming out of that bowling alley. And my memories of it were, it was just a great bowling alley. I loved to go there and bowl. And when we would bowl 700 club tournaments, I I looked forward to going to Northwest. It was bought by Tim Honaker at the time when he owned um, Landmark Lanes. He also bought Northwest. They tore out all the old lanes and put all brand new lanes in. And uh, within a few years after that, the bowling alley ended up closing up. Um, I think that the building is still standing there, but I don't believe that the lanes are in there anymore. But that was Northwest Bowl. Also out there on Clio Road, there was a bowling alley called West Lanes. West Lanes was down um, Clio and Pearson Road area. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many lanes that they had in West Bowl, or West Lanes. I I don't think I ever bowled in West Lanes, but that was another one that was in the Flint area. Um... Down to the end of my list here, I don't want to forget about Cherry Hill Lanes in Clarkston. Uh, Cherry Hill Lanes North in Clarkston, and the reason I don't want to forget them, even though they're not a greater Flint bowling alley, they have supported high school bowling for the Flint Metro Conference since I've been around. Um, They supported the Holly High School team for years. They also also, uh, support the Ortonville-Brandon team. It's a great bowling alley. Um... I believe it originally used to be owned by the Hochsteins, uh, which is not the case now. But um, one interesting fact is the MJMA, when it first started, that was the first alley that hosted an MJMA tournament, Cherry Hill Lanes North and Clarkston. That's on Dixie Highway, right at the um, intersection of uh, M15 and Dixie Highway in Clarkston. And then uh, some old ones on the list that Linda Beck um, reminded me of one that I actually kind of knew of, but, uh, a couple of old ones. There was a bowling alley called the Flint Rec Center, Flint Recreation Center. I guess it used to be in downtown Flint down by where the Capitol Theater is. Um, wasn't around when, by the time I was born, but, uh, lots of bowling going on downtown Flint back then in the Flint Rec Center. Um, and there was also some place called The Haskell Center, maybe uh, changed to the Oak Park Recreation Center that used to have some bowling lanes in it. And Linda mentioned to me that uh, GMI, or Kettering University, she thought used to have a few lanes maybe in their student center. Um, I was not able to confirm that. Um, But one that I do know of is there used to be a bar over on Franklin uh, between Davison and Leith that was called the Mary Inn that had four or six lanes in it uh back in the day i guess they used to do some bowling back at the mary Inn. um that is pretty much it for my list of bowling alleys Um, if you're listening to these podcasts and you know of some others you're feel free to comment on my podcast and and let me know if i missed some Um, if i said something that wasn't right about some of these bowling alleys please feel free to comment i'd be glad to comment back on it and let you know that I missed something. But um, it's pretty staggering to think about that back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s that the greater Flint area had close to 30 bowling alleys that used to support bowling in this area. And to this day right now, I think we only have of this list of close to 30, there's only 12 or 13 of those that are still open. So. Um, just a quick history of the bowling, bowling alleys in the greater Flint area. Hopefully you enjoyed this, and uh, I will continue to do this because uh, we're actually on lockdown for a few weeks, so this gives me something to do for a little while. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Have a good, good night. Bye.